We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The hottest next tape you'll find online. Next all day. We bleed blue and orange. This is Knicks Fan TV, your one-stop shop for the ultimate New York Knicks fan experience. News, rumors, debates, post-game live streams featuring live callers. Let's go Knicks, baby! And now, your host, CP, the NY Fanatic. By the fans, CP in the building, Ashley Moss, JLS in the building as well. You know what, guys? Some nights you're gonna have it going, and, and some nights it's gonna be an utter disaster. And tonight was the latter, man. Knicks going to Orlando, looking for number four in a row against an undermanned Magic team. No Cole Anthony, no Aaron Gordon. Obviously, no Markel Fultz. A severely depleted Magic team that just came back from a West Coast trip. Julius brought his A game, 25.7 boards, but uh, the Knicks defense did not, and and it was just a comedy of errors down the stretch. Knicks just could not mount any offense, 33 points in total in the second half, a 12 for 48 shooting night, Mm -hmm. no help from the second unit, and and that's all she wrote, man. 107 to 89, Knicks go down in a blaze in Orlando. Jales, give me some thoughts on this game, man. Oh, man. It was the second unit, dog. The second unit is the unit that's been doing it for us yeah. um, since Derrick Rose has come here. But you're, you're looking at, you know, Rose and Quickly in particular. Um, they both of them, they couldn't hit the broad side of a barn, to be honest. Emmanuel Quickly won for 12. Derrick Rose won for 10. Uh, especially in that second quarter, I feel like Rose was pressing. He was trying to yeah, do a lot of press. one-on-one. He was doing too much. He was doing too much. Yeah, he was doing a lot of one-on-one. He got blocked. I feel like he got blocked three or four consecutive times in that second quarter. And the lead that Julius Randle in that first unit evaporated, uh, dissipated. And it kept up in the third quarter as well. It just seems like we just couldn't put the ball in the basket. Third quarter of doom. Um, it keeps repeating itself. Third quarter just seems to be a weakness for this Knicks team. Yeah. And we have to kind of fix that. Um, and the fourth quarter was just too late. It was weird. There was no RJ. There was no... No one who was playing well yeah. didn't really see the end of the game. I guess the coach felt like um, he needed to get more shooters out there, natural shooters, to mm-hmm. try to get back in this game, and they backfired. Ashley, how you doing? 
Yeah, I mean, this game was kind of a disaster in so many different areas. I mean, in the first half, yes, we were able to maintain a lead going into halftime. But if you really look at, you know, the logistics of the game, the Magic are not a good shooting team, especially being depleted like they were in this game. We were allowing them to get too many open shots. We were allowing them to kind of stay in the game, get cooking, even with the few guys that they did have on the floor. And then in the second half, we really just gave them as much space as possible to get comfortable. We weren't contesting shots. They had wide open threes. Their threes were falling. Ours were not. We had a lot of defensive issues. It was Swiss cheese out there. And, again, I, as I always say, if your offense isn't clicking, your defense is your best offense. The defense was not existent today. And, I mean, the depth on the team tonight was just terrible. I mean, by the fourth, the bench was like 3-19. and 19. They were absolutely useless today. It was just a lot of mistakes. Shooting was down 41% at one point. It was just too many mistakes, too many errors in a game that we should have clearly had. We were the more complete team. I think we were the better team going into this game. We're coming off of a run. And, again, the Magic were depleted. They were empty. So these are the games you're supposed to win, and the Knicks just did not get the job done today. Yeah, let, let down game indeed. You're right, man. Let down game in, in so many ways. And from a defensive standpoint, you look at the stat sheet, um, Gary Clark, Dwayne Bacon for the Magic, 6 of 10 from downtown. They scored 25 points in all. Terrence Ross, man, Nick Killer. He hates us, man. Terrence Ross, <laughs> Nick Killer. Yeah, every time. 30 man. points, Jeez. 6 rebounds, 5 of 6 from downtown, Terrence Ross was absolutely cooking us, and there, there was just nothing we could do there, man. When Terrence Ross is on his game, he's one of those guys where when you see him getting it going early, you know it's going to be a long night, man. 10-16 from yeah. the field, completely for Terrence Ross. Magic are dead last in the league in effective field goal percentage. They go 16-34 from downtown, 47% from downtown. 47% from downtown. Knicks, conversely, you remember the other night when Julius was cooking, Knicks also dropped 17 of 34 from downtown. Conversely, tonight, 7 of 27, only 25% from three-point line. It's a make-or-miss league, man. So, you know, those things kind of turn the tides mm-hmm. on the Knicks for sure. Um, I thought, as JL said, Rose quickly ineffective tonight. Rose forcing the issue was not good. Quickly as well was not good. I thought Burks, although he went two for six from downtown, three and nine from field, I don't think he was, you know, any in any way, shape, or form spectacular. Uh, no. Bullock did not really give us much either. And so, you know, those things hurt. I think we missed Mitch tonight. I think yeah. we definitely yeah, missed sure. Mitch tonight. Um, Vucevic is a tough matchup, even for him. But for Noel and for Taj, I didn't think they did a good job protecting the paint. They didn't do a good job protecting the rim. And the Magic got 10 offensive rebounds. 10 offensive rebounds for the Magic tonight. And those second-chance opportunities, the ball just bouncing their way, certainly hurt us. That definitely hurt us out there. So um, yeah. just one of those nights, man. Just just a lot of uh, a lot of issues for the Knicks tonight. Yeah, I definitely felt like we were steps on the defensive end. Um we were trying to scramble. We were a step slow on the scramble, leaving the open threes, a, a steps, and then I think that led to some of those open threes on the offensive rebounds that we saw today, and even some like those weird transition buckets where the Knicks weren't really getting back, and the Magic advantage of that as well. So I, I don't know. It just seemed like it, it's weird. I, I did feel like we played hard though. I don't. Yeah. It, it looked like we played like I. It looked yeah. like we played hard, but it was like something missing, man. I don't know if it was 
attention to detail and the rotations. And the shots is missing. It, it, you know <laughs> what? Besides the shots, yes. That's a good point. We did play hard, but sometimes, you know, it's not playing harder. It's playing smarter, and we didn't play yeah. smarter. We just played harder, and we worked harder than the other team did, but we just didn't get the same results. And I just, like I said, it was so many different things that went wrong, but the thing that you're supposed to always be able to play and always be able to execute is your defense because that that would have been the difference maker going into the second half. That would have been the difference maker of keeping us in this game. And because we didn't play any defense and our offense was just very stagnant, especially in that yeah. third and fourth quarter, yeah. we kind of let this game get away from us. And that was the difference in the first half and the second half. Yes, in the first half, I think we obviously gave up too many points, 63 points. You're not playing defense, but your shots were falling, so you didn't feel it as much. You were getting the shots up. But you kind of take that same energy into the second half, and now your shots aren't falling, and they're not getting off, and now you're really starting to feel the consequences. Yeah. Now the magic is starting to cook a little bit, and you're not doing anything to stop them. So it was just problematic, you know, on both ends of the ball, but mostly in that second half, and that's what ultimately was the dagger. Absolutely. Hit, hit the nail right on the head. And, and uh, 16 turnovers for the Knicks led to 29 magic yeah. points. 29 magic points, man. You, you just got to take care of the ball. You know, very careless of the Knicks. You know, there was another interesting spot in this game where, again, Tibbs' rotations come into question, especially during a loss. You know, it's human nature. Yeah. But Peyton, as much as we want to, you know, take him down, when it, as it's warranted sometimes, Peyton had it going. He was aggressive. Yeah. He was attacking, yeah. and and he was getting into the teeth of that defense. He and RJ had a great third quarter. They yeah. had a good third quarter where you know you figured they were building some momentum going into the fourth, and you saw neither one of them. At least RJ, you didn't see until three minutes left into the fourth. Peyton, I don't recall if he ended up finishing that game at all, but. Yeah. Um, you know, the interesting thing, again, about these rotations is that this was a similar issue with Tibbs during the during the first Miami Heat game where RJ didn't play the fourth quarter at all. And they asked him the same question that, that day as they did tonight, and they said, you know, what happened to RJ? And Tibbs' answer was, um, we're searching, we're searching. And I just think when they're down that much, what he's really saying is we need shooting out there. That's what he's saying. But he doesn't want to say that. During a press conference, it's, it's yeah. the second time now. He's like, "Oh, we're just searching, we're just searching." But when you see the lineup that he has out there, he leaves Burks out there despite his yeah. terrible play. You know, IQ's out there, Bullock gets out there. He's looking for shooting at that moment in time. Yeah, it's the reputation of shooting at that point. It's not you know whether you shot well this game. It's whether you, your reputation before this game is you're a shooter because he sees that you know we're, we're down. And he wants to give uh, Randall as much space as possible in the floor at the end of the games. And, you know, when it gets to those late games, you see Julius had like five turnovers, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. When it comes to those late games, when Julius has five turnovers or three turnovers, four turnovers, and they're not doubling up, he wants to make sure he has the space to actually uh, make a move. And so he's that's what he's making these decisions. Like even the game before this, Alfred Payton was having a good game. A good game. Um, he didn't see the rest. He didn't see the court rest of the game the last game. Yeah. But we ended yeah. up pulling that game out. So. You know, we were rewarded for play, for uh, playing that same move the game before. So he figures he can do it again this game. This game didn't work. <laughs> yeah, it, did, it didn't work. did not work. So, yeah, I was surprised, man, because and another reason I was surprised, even though, yes, you wanted the spacing and you wanted the shooters out there, 
in this type of game, a physical type of game, what I noticed from that those lineups that were out there was they weren't getting to the line. They were not attacking. IQ was, yes. But yeah. the rest of those guys, like D-Rose, Burks, those guys were not getting into the line. The Magic do not have any type of ferocious interior defense where you couldn't, you know, not get to the well, line and stop the clock. And that's why I, I wanted feel- RJ out there. I do feel like Derrick Rose was attacking. He just wasn't getting the fouls. Right. And he was getting blocked. I feel like Terry Ross had like two two blocks. I saw him Obama had a few blocks. Yeah. Um, IQ, he, I felt like IQ was getting fouled, but he wasn't getting the calls. Um, it just seemed Fabulous. like, Which yeah. Happened, yeah, we just, yeah I, I feel like we were being aggressive, but we just weren't being really rewarded for for our aggression. So, yeah. um, I don't know. It's just one of those games one where those you're games. right. Just maybe RJ, some guy, someone who RJ, someone who could finish through the whistles without a whistle. They might have been in time to use them. Uh, hindsight's twenty twenty. Um, we'll see. We'll see. I I know Tiz will play RJ when he's on the hot streak from three. I knew that. <laughs> yeah. so. I also wasn't. I also wasn't a fan, especially in the second half. The first half, I didn't have an issue with it, just because they were falling. I didn't have. I wasn't a big fan of the shot selection that some of the guys were taking when they were on the Me floor. Neither. I think Terrible. they were trying to play. I think they were trying to play that long-range game. I think they were trying to make threes happen that just were not going to fall. I think they were obviously trying to keep up with the magic, and then as the score continued to get larger and larger, you go into panic mode, and you think you need those big shots, and you think you need you know, those three-pointers to kind of stay in the game, but ultimately you live by the three, you die by the three. And I think that had the Knicks played a little bit more aggressive basketball, you know, forcing the, the magic to foul, like CP yep. was talking about, you know, trying to get those layups, even settling for mid-range shots, I think the game ultimately wouldn't have been drastically as different. And I think also you probably would have had a chance to win it and pull it out because, again, the Magic were depleted. Their stars, for the most Super part, were not on that court. So you should have been able, even with the deficit, you should have been able to go ahead and kind of chip away at it. But they were trying to go ahead and play yeah. you know, the same game the Magic were playing, except the Magic shots were actually falling. So yeah. it was just a disaster in the second half. True yeah. story, man. True, true story. Go ahead, bro. Yeah, it was the type of threes they were getting, man. Like, usually you want to get those the threes off of a drive and a kick or a pick or a curl play or something like that. These threes are more of, like, pass the ball, one dribble, fade away three mm-hmm. with no ball movement, no flow whatsoever. So it was really the live and die by three. Like Even, like, the two shots that Burke hit, they went in, thankfully, but, but they weren't, like, in rhythm of the offense. So the type of threes you were getting in that fourth quarter were, were more desperation than – you know, offensive sets. Yeah, absolutely, man. Hero Bowl in its truest form. Um, 16 dimes tonight for the Knicks compared to 27 for the Magic. You know, Magic were just moving the ball a lot better than the Knicks. Um, like Ashley said, a lot of Hero Bowl in that fourth quarter, third quarter as well. Ball just wasn't moving. And, uh, yeah, just just one of those yeah. nights, man. Absolutely. And I actually was not a fan in the second half of the spacing at all. I think it was just not – um, I think the Magic were getting a much smoother transition in yeah. ball movement than we are. I just, I don't know. I just was not feeling that spacing. I wasn't feeling the ball movement. Yeah. At some points, it kind of looked like the old school um, LeBron James Cavs offense yeah, where it's like one person has the ball in their hand and nobody else is moving their feet. So mm-hmm. if that first opportunity is not there, the ball goes back to the other side of the court. I just was not a fan of it at all. I don't know what happened to the ball movement that Tibbs, you know, preaches in practices, but it was not there, and that is a major, major issue in any game. Yeah, well, you know what? They uh, they got a lot of time to think about it and practice. You know, the Spurs game is canceled. 
Uh, they put, the next game is not until Sunday against the Timberwolves. So they got some time to rest, got some time to practice as well, and, and get the kinks out and, and hopefully build some more chemistry, especially with D. Rose and those guys. On the plus side, Julius was in his bag once again, man. 25 points, seven yeah. boards for Julius. Julius brought his game from the Atlantic game to Orlando, ready to win. Efficient night, 11 from 19, 3 of 7 from downtown. But he had no help tonight. Nobody yeah. was there to help Julius tonight, man. So, you know, good effort. Yeah. Good good effort by Julius, man. Yeah, It's a shame because I thought he was going to go for 50 tonight. <laughs> yeah, he, started. he was ready to go. Julius was, was ready to go. Smiling, and I was like, ooh. Yeah, have another bar. Go down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he was taking. He was doing the head shake. Like, yeah, it's about to get. Step backs was going down. Like mm-hmm. everything, man. Everything. My man needed help. Yeah, help yeah. him, man. Julius, Julius was cooking, man. But you know, it, it is what it is, man. Can't win them all, and uh, and Knicks go down in Orlando in a clunker. So to everybody in the chat once again, hit that thumbs up button for your squad. CP Ashley Moss, J Ellison here. If you guys are new in the chat, leave us a hashtag new. We'll shout you guys out. And, uh, yeah, we're going to get to the phones, man. Let's see what the people have to say tonight. Let's start off with – who are we starting off with? Papa Left in the building. Papa Left, how you doing, bro? Doing good, guys. Um, yeah, wherever the silver lining for tonight is, is – I don't think it's anything we can see. It's more going to be for Tibbs and the players to see when they when they look at that film because – Honestly, in the first half, I thought that our effort was there. I thought Taj and Noel held up pretty well against Vukovic. I thought we closed out. They hit some tough threes. And, you know, the Magic, you know, they're 6-17, and 17, but they also have Steve Clifford. They also played undermanned against the Bucks. They, they have a, a little bit of a program of how they play when they're undermanned. And they, they executed their game plan. Mm. Um, they're, just, they're just not that good, but they know how to uh, – you know, create a little game plan and make it difficult for us. So I felt like in the second half, I felt our wings, our ball handlers, they got up into their space. I felt guys tried to, like you said, play hero ball, go one-on-one. And then when the score got out of hand, that's when it just all started tumbling down. Yeah. Um, And it's just frustrating to see us, you know, I just don't want to see Alec Burks, who gets paid $5 million a year, take like take us home, Alec. You know, you hit two threes. All right, so you hit two threes, but mm-hmm. we're not, like, about to just feature you for the rest of the game. That that just that shouldn't happen. Um, and, uh, you know, guys just got to step up a little bit more. I saw D. Rose trying, quickly tried, Randall tried, but honestly they were just getting caught underneath the rim. They were all flat-footed. Guys weren't cutting. Um, obviously you said we miss Mitch Mitchell, you know, mm-hmm. he's not the best at finishing down low, but he offers that finish that Taj and Noel just don't have. Um, and, uh, as far as just the rotational thing that I want to say before I go, mm-hmm. I, I meant to say this the other night, but RJ plays between really bad spacing, uh, guards and a center when he, when he starts, he plays between, Peyton, Reggie, which Reggie is good, but he's very limited. So, mm-hmm. like, you can just hold him down. And then Noel is pretty much not an offensive threat. No one's really worried about him. Mm-hmm. So, RJ kind of gets caught in these starts where it's like, oh, RJ's not having a good game or RJ's struggling or this first unit is struggling, and he kind of takes the blame for it. But if you looked at the end of the game, uh, last game, 
or two games ago when we finished with uh, that unit of RJ, Quickly, D. Rose, Randall, and Noel, you see, like, he's just a different player when, when the pace is, you know, a little bit more up-tempo and yeah. he's, like, the third-best shooter on the floor and it's not a problem that he's the third-best shooter on the floor. Yeah, You know, it's just he gets caught up in that first unit, and I feel like this is a trend now where that first unit isn't bringing it and we're looking for a spark for the second unit. And, you know, usually it's come from the second unit, and that's why RJ hasn't been there. But tonight yeah. it didn't come. And uh, RJ kind of just is on the bench. And he's, you know, last night they had Zion versus John Morant. And I'm, I'll say this all the time. RJ doesn't have to be Zion or John Morant. It's just has to be RJ. But, like, this is our first-round pick last year. He's the third pick overall. We're not yeah. saying that he's our franchise player, but we need, we need him on the floor against the Magic. That's it's just ridiculous. Yeah, I, no, I, agree, I agree with you, bro. Appreciate, appreciate the call, man. And then, you know, at, at those moments, you, you look for them to, to maybe stagger those lineups a little bit. But that's why I was saying when, when Burks is in there yucking it up, take him out, put RJ in there with quickly yeah. throws. You know what I mean? Get Julius in there and, and see what you can do. Yeah. I agree with you. I agree with you. Like like I said, he's going off reputation. He's going off reputation. Burks is a shooter. I'm putting Burks in. Like, sometimes he needs to believe his eyes, too, you know? Yeah. RJ's having a good game. He's having a good game he today. He had a hot third. Right, right now he's having a good game. Leave RJ in with these guys and see what happens. Like, see what happens. Yeah. yeah. And like I said, at the very least, you could have him in there using his strength, bully ball into the paint, see if he could stop the clock. And, you know, quell some of that momentum, cool off the magic a little bit. Knicks were able to cut it to 10 with six minutes left. They had one more run in them. Uh, Burks hit a three. They cut it to 11, went into the timeout. One of the magic had a technical foul. They hit the the free throw, cut it to 10. And within two seconds, Terrence Ross hits a two. Then he finds Fournier for three, and they back down 15. And that was pretty much the game. Yeah. Ross shot making is ridiculous, though. (laughs) Yeah. That's he always kills hit. the Knicks, bro. After that, I was like, how did you even hit yeah. some running one-hander yeah. with Noel draped over you? And he did some kind of weird push shot like it was a shot put. Terrence Ross, like, man. what? He yeah. hates – I don't know what it is when he sees our uniform, though. Remember, he, yeah, he had a 50-piece a couple years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he's no joke. <laughs> yeah, that's a fact. And uh, as, as Han Solo said on, on the MSC telecast, a win in this game could have put us tied for fourth. I don't even want to hear that. Just goes to show you uh, where, where to how tight things are in the East, man. Could have been tied for fourth in a playoff race. So uh lost opportunity, man. Lost opportunity. Not even not even just how tight it is, but just how wide open it is. Yeah. I mean, East really is anybody's conference to take. It's really anybody's you know, the seating is really just up for the taking. It's not like the West where you Big kind time. of already know what that playoff picture is gonna look like, at least for certain teams. Yeah. I mean, the East is wide open. Wide open. Like, the Knicks four to are eight. very much, East. yeah, the Knicks yeah. are very like four much. Four to, like, 12. <laughs> yes, and, the, and the Knicks are very much in the running to be at in some portion, at some level in that playoff seating. But you've got to win the gotta game. Win these type of you games. got to win. Like, yeah, i got to take these people. types of games, man, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. Every year we say, yo, it's wide open. It's wide open. We can make it. it. And we never make it. And we never do. This year is actually this wide open. Is actually <laughs> wide open. <laughs> yeah, this year is real, man. So well, let's see how they regroup. Salute to everybody in the chat once again. Hit that thumbs up on free squad. Salute to Madison Square Sofa, team hashtag new. We got Nick Flair in the chat. He says, uh, hashtag washed. Louis Heinberg, what's going on? How you feeling? 
who else is in here from Team Hashtag New? Uh, uh, Enrique Torres, how you feeling? All right, all right. Salute to everybody there. And then a couple Super Chats came in. I want to salute um, Kurt Cobain up in heaven. He says, uh, feeling like a peasant in the Viking era right now. Sad face. One of those nights, man. We're still waiting on those t-shirts. We're still Darren. waiting on the tees, bro. We're printing up. Like, <laughs> we got that. We got that catchphrase like three weeks ago. Yeah. T-shirts should have been for sale. Yeah, that's a fact, man. Uh, Gartrell Davis says, "Why did RJ sit so long tonight?" So Gartrell was not feeling that uh, that substitution pattern by Tibbs. Michael Parker says, "Fire Tibbs." Michael Parker coming with the rage tonight. I wouldn't go that far, man. Definitely wouldn't go that far. This is one of those nights, man. Yeah. I mean, listen, you guys know when it's on Tibbs, I'm going to put it on Tibbs. And I'm not afraid of the Tibbs hive coming at me crazy. But (laughs) I honestly do not think that in this game there was anything Tibbs could have done with Mm -hmm. the players that he has that would have just provided a different outcome. I just think they look lethargic at times. I just yeah. think they weren't playing defense. Their shots weren't falling. It just, unless Tibbs was out there taking the shots himself, there was really nothing that he could do to make this team look different. They weren't doing what they know how to do. They weren't spacing. They weren't moving the ball. They weren't playing defense. They weren't driving to the rim. They were settling for threes. I mean, there was really nothing that he could do yeah. to create a different outcome. This was just so what's the man. Not tonight. Yeah. Not tonight. T- tonight just just wasn't our night, man. You know that's that's how I see it. That, that's definitely mm-hmm. how I see it. Um, where else are we on the super chat? Mister Chuck says it's called the climb. We keep elevating. This is my iPad domestically watching movie duties. Okay, I didn't really understand that comment, but I appreciate the super chat though. I appreciate the super chat. And and yeah, you know, listen, it's 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 a tough loss, but you just hope they they bounce back and they, they've shown that. And during the yeah. season, you know, they lose a couple and they'll rip off three straight, you know, two, three straight. So but let's see how they bounce back there. All right, back to the phones. Let's go to uh, my guy, Will, from LI in here. Will, how you feeling, bro? Hey, what's going on, CP, JS, Ashley? How you guys doing tonight? Right. Good, bro. How you, um, how you feeling, bro? Listen, um, I consider myself a, a, a stand-up guy. And uh, part of being a stand-up guy is admitting when you're wrong. So okay. right. I am All formally right. here to uh, submit my apologies for Julius Randle. Oh, okay. I've been giving Ooh. Him for the last he's he's of weeks. coming with hat in hand. Hat okay. only. Okay. Sir. Okay. <laughs> what she said. Ask, if you want to give me a hat, I'll send you a dollar. I'll just send a dollar as a, as a forgiveness. The $5 minimum, sir. Okay, man. After that last... <laughs> After that last game, man, him dropping 44, today dropping 25. I can't fight the wave, man. And now I see Ari and Serge. And <laughs> yeah, even, even Ari had to. Had the to Ari and, yeah, Ari and Serge hugs it out. You know it's Facts. a wrap. Even, even Ari had to repent, <laughs> man. Everybody, bro. Listen, man. I'm, I, listen, I, I still agree that if. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna give the CP answer instead of yeah. talking about trading Randall. I'm gonna just say I'm I'm willing to do business with Randall. I, I'm willing yeah. to do business, but overall, listen, man, if we didn't have Randall this game, this this score would have looked a lot uglier. At the end of the day, I'm just worried about Obi. But with the D Road trade, it does look like you know they have a connection, and Obi's gonna be okay. He's gonna have a point guard to give him the ball, even though today they didn't really do anything. But the whole team wasn't really doing anything, so I'm not gonna really 
hold up on it. Yeah. But overall, you know, if we're going for the playoffs, and again, I still don't know why, because we got a draft that's supposed to be one of the best drafts in the last 10 years, but if we're going to go for it, let's all be together. Let's all be one as Knicks fans. So I'm a fat, I'm taking back all the Julius Randle slander. Yeah. Uh, big Sir, Junior Nephew out here doing big things. So Dope. you know what? I'm a backyard. I'm going to just leave you on that, man. Yeah. Wait, gonna... wait, Will, hang, hang on one second, bro. Hang on one second, bro. Do you remember this? Everybody's yeah, yeah. everybody's coming back on a Julius thing, right? And Jay Ellis has been getting on me past oh, couple of days man. about this. But do you remember this? And people in the chat, a little birdie had dropped me a little tidbit the other day. You remember the episode where we did our lineup predictions? And first off, my predicted mm-hmm. lineup is the starting lineup right now. So I hit that on the head. But do you remember that Jay Ellis' lineup... Mm-hmm. Did not even include Julius in the rotation. He had Amari Spellman in the rotation. Yeah. Let's, ex- let's, <laughs> let's call it out. That is definitely true. That is true. That is definitely true. Is Man, true. I was joking. Y'all play. <laughs> I never remember that. I, I made a crazy ass face because I yeah. was crazy face. So, listen, you know, you guys are on it. I, I took my L's, but, yeah. Jay, you got to take the L for that one. Dog, yeah. that was a joke, bro. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, CP, Why? we'll talk about real stuff. He's not even on we'll the team. We'll talk about what happened. Either we'll way, talk- y'all, y'all I like how CP does it, though. He's not even on Yo. the team. I like how he does it. He takes the stuff out of context. Oh, hold on. He takes things out of context. Don't let this man violate you like that. Yo, CP... CP was like, what about the thing that happened in 3002 chat, chat when it was a joke? This was recent. <laughs> this was two months ago. He had we a Marty Feldman, the Burger King, in the lineup. CP. He's not even on the team. He's not even in the league. Yo. First of all, it was a joke, CP. First of all, it was a joke, CP. Second of all, you keep trying to change the subject, and that's concerning. I'm not keep trying the to change the concern. The, the subject is... Julius Randle and you wanted him traded. Not about who was going to be MVP beforehand. It's you wanted Julius Randle traded by any means necessary. Also, you're taking a I, joke out of context and bringing it back four months later in a debate that has nothing to do with that. Like, come also, on. Also, I would just like to add <laughs> the last caller. His apology is not accepted because I don't have any Come money. on now. Really? I'm all I'm like, really? Uh, really? If, if if everybody is repenting, I, as I said, the evidence is in the archives, people. Just go I back. It was in the archives. Just go back. Evidence against me. I've been riding the Randall you know, rail <laughs> since day one, so you Just can't do nothing against me. <laughs> no, you're but good. You're you safe, You're safe. JLS, I don't no, this, know, bro. I don't know because listen, we were like No, no, no. Before, we were eight you, boom cones, and now I got to look at you crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I like judging. how CP. I like how I'm CP judging. I like how CP flipped that. I was I'm too just I like how you flipped that. I like how I'm you flipped just, that. I just I a like little birdie dropped me a DM. He said, "Bro, don't forget this." I said, "You're right. We need to <laughs> I talk like how about you this that. on Wednesday show." That's I all, like bro. how you flipped that. CP. I just had to put you on the well played screen CP. real quick. That's it. Well saved, CP. That's it, bro. Well saved, please. <laughs> Deflect, I get you, deflect. If you can't win, deflect. I got you, bro. Oh, man. JJ from Brooklyn, what's going on, bro? How you feeling, bro? Yo, what's going on? What's going on? Yeah, kind of depressed. I really wanted to get to 500 mark. Yeah. I mean, I just don't know what's going on with RJ and with Tibbs. This is what, the fifth game now in the last six where he's got a quick hook or he's out for, like, the whole second half. What was he out from midway through the third? So, the game was over, like three minutes left in the fourth. 
I mean, I'm not saying RJ is some, you know, superstar type level player. I don't think he's going to be, but I'm a fan of his game. He's one of our key, you know, key players. So I just, do you think Tibbs is, maybe I'm overthinking it, but do you think Tibbs is maybe is just not the biggest fan of RJ's game? And if so, I don't want to say this, but who knows if Tibbs doesn't like him and he's trying to pressure management, you know, Tibbs, he's a win-out type yeah, of guy. He's going to say, oh, go get me, you know, a score at the two or whatever it may be. You know, I just don't, you know, I don't get it. I really don't get it. He was playing well tonight, him yeah. and Payton, Payton too. Not that I'm the biggest fan of him, but when these guys have it, leave them in. Rolls in quickly right out there shooting 20-foot floaters, bricking all game. <laughs> That's not going to help playing one-on-one. Bricking. And then the thing with Randall and Obi, you know, we all want to see Obi get minutes because it's not like this is an 18-year-old kid where, you know, he's going to be, what, 23 in a month or so. So I think he's, you know, I know he's not perfect right now, obviously, but as long as Randall is here because Tibbs is, you know, he's a defensive guy, so I don't think he's going to play too much of that small ball and have no defensive, you know, no rim anchor. Yeah. So I just, what is Obi going to be, a 13-minute player as long as Randall <laughs> is here? Like, I don't want to yeah. say this. But yeah, you drafted, it, like, the, the, you drafted the kid eight to play him 13 minutes tonight. I don't know where get the minutes. Yeah, appreciate you know, the call, bro. Like Pre- appreciate the call, man. You drafted a kid to play him eight, 12 minutes a night now. All right. You could have brought Kurt Thomas out of retirement for that, Jails, for th- three Kurt points Thomas. off the bench <laughs> and no rebounds. Yeah. Okay, all right, no problem. That was just a draft. We got IQ, right, silver lining. Yeah, we got IQ. That's what matters. Look, I mean, uh, you know, in Obi's minutes, he was too unselfish, minus 17 on the night. I just, you know, he, he, I just want to see him in attack mode more. I want to see them run some plays for him, and I want to see him more so in, in attack mode. You know, get the ball face up, try to try to draw fouls, zero free throw attempts. Yeah, there was one play in particular where it was like a fast break in the, I think it was the fourth quarter, it was the third or fourth quarter, and he pulled the ball back. He had a wide open lane. I'm just, why did he pull it back? He's, he that has no a- confidence in his game right now, bro. <laughs> he has no confidence in his game right now. now you're right. Yeah. No, no, no confidence in his game. So, I don't know. You, we're just gonna have to wait and see how how it goes with Obi, man. But on the RJ thing, though, Ash, I, I just think you know, I just think there's a lot of moving parts right now. There's a lot of new faces. Everybody's new. Tibbs is new. I think crunch time. He's still trying to figure it out. He's trying to figure yeah. out the proper rotations, the proper combinations that's gonna get him get him a W. You know, I just I just think that's yeah. what it is. And also, I mean, RJ does his best when someone like IQ is on the floor and is able to kind of open up that offense a little bit for him and kind of give him the wiggle room that he needs, RJ rather, you know, out there to get the shots up that he wants to, you know, take. So I think it's a combination of a few things. I think if you're able to surround RJ in the future, hopefully, with, you know, more shooters, I think he'll flourish. I think right now... The offense gets a little stagnant, gets a little tight for him, and it kind of prevents him from going off the way that he wants to. And the times that he does is because the offense looks different. I think spacing is a big part of what makes RJ kind of flourish. And obviously driving it to the rim and things like that is what he's good at. You know, those those layups, you know, those one-handers, things like that. But I just think that when you're able to go ahead and surround him with more players that are also able to help that offense kind of just open up, he – I think he'll be better. I mean, I don't think he played terrible. I think we are seeing a little bit more of a stagnant RJ, a little bit more of an up-and-down RJ. But, I mean, he did have some defensive moves in there. He did have some shots that he was able to get up, a little bit of elusiveness at times I did see. So, Mm -hmm. 
I just think that we need to surround him with players that are going to bring the best out of him. And we just we're very up up and down with that. We're very inconsistent in that part of the game right now. Yeah. And hopefully this time next year we'll be having a different conversation. But right now we're just in a position where our hands are kind of tied, and we just have to really work with what we have. And that's not much, but that's all we have. So yeah. it, it's it's gonna you're gonna see a lot of this. It just is what it is. Yeah, we just need a shoot. We need shooters and we need a, a point guard that can shoot, and a shoot guard that can shoot more than one quarter at a time. Because <laughs> Reggie Bullock can only make shots for one quarter, and yeah. that's all. She <laughs> Bullock, two, <laughs> two shot attempts for Bullock, <laughs> four points. Yeah, it's just not going to cut it, man. So I just think, you know, Tibbs just has to figure that out in crunch time. Where is he going to go? How does he balance the lineup with RJ around? How many shooters? You know, does he go? Can he go small in some spurts with Julius at the five just to give us some more offense? You know, he just has to figure out that those right combinations, man. Just has to figure out those right combinations. But it was evident in the fact that you had no RJ, no Peyton, despite them playing well in the third that he went that long with Burks quickly. I believe Bullock got back in down that stretch as well because he was looking for shooting. So we'll, we'll see um, we'll, we'll see how they go on Sunday. Uh, Fredo from Brooklyn. Fredo, what's going on? How you doing, guys? Thanks for taking my call. Um, I just wanted to get into Julius Randle real quick because I think something really important happened today. Mm-hmm. Uh, I noticed that there was an article on Bleach Report that said that Julius Randle wanted to stay with the Knicks. And um, I think like, that's kind of going under the radar because this organization um, really took a hit when we lost Porzingis. I think our perception around the league was uh, kind of muddled by that because it kind of showed that we weren't able to keep a star. And um, to see somebody on Julius Randle's level, um, that he's playing like, a, like an all-star this year, and to see somebody at that caliber saying, I want to stay with this team, I want to be a part of that team, I think that's going under the radar is like a really big moment for us. I think like uh, if he could continue on his pace and prove to the league that he truly is an all-star, that that could potentially bring in a lot of talent. And, um, you know, I, up until this point, I was kind of sold on, you know, trading Randall. But after I saw him step up to the plate, and be the first player since pretty much Carmelo Anthony to say that I want to take on this challenge. Turning. I'm 100% sold that that we need to keep this guy. You know, so um, I think think this is a big moment for us. Turning. (laughs) And we need to to really hold on to this guy now. All right. Appreciate the call, man. Again. Turning. I I appreciate the rhetoric. I appreciate the words. But I need that cash. Super chat. Because yeah. cash apologies only. Facts. Super coming down here. From day one. Hey. And I like to see all you guys hopping on the Randall Railroad. I appreciate it. All aboard. Welcome. Facts. But um, this train takes money only. So, um, yeah. That's, that's what I have to say. But listen, in regards to that, what he said about it flying under the radar, I know a lot of people, you know, were judging us for the um, KP situation. Now y'all see what we always saw, the rest of the NBA. I'm just going to leave that there, okay? Because it's no longer a secret what our issue with KP was. But I definitely feel like um, calling KP a superstar was a little bit of a stretch, um, he was definitely at the time, you know, the unicorn. I never bought into that, but that's needed. <laughs> but um, 
I definitely um, agree that Randall is going to be one of the pieces that hopefully in the offseason or even by the trade deadline has people talking about and telling their agents, hey, what about the Knicks? Or, you know, could, could I end up in New York? Like, is that a possibility? And I think that's something that we've been longing for for a long time is to have, you know, our name in those conversations with the superstars when they create that list of places that they want to go play in. New York is back on that list, and I think we're heading in that direction. So. Come play with Julius Randle. Come play with Julius. I mean, listen, he's he certainly um, – Come to death row. He's certainly making his play do the talking. Definitely making his play do the talking. And, and obviously with his coach here and, and Kenny Payne and the culture that Tibbs is building, he wants to be here. You know, the thing with Kate, the, the thing with uh, Julius is, you know, character has never been an issue with him and, and uh, work ethic has never been an issue with him at all. So he would certainly be someone that, you know, obviously a, a, a person of that prototype you, you would want to keep. Um KP was a different story, you know. KP was, was had a reputation for being a diva. diva. Uh, yep. The issue with his brother still looms large, and and you know the, a lot of things happen behind the scenes with with him and the Knicks that some may not ever get out, and and uh, I think that's just how it ended. It, it just ended rough <laughs> for the Knicks, but right now, you know, still fourteen and sixteen, they're starting to, to turn heads, you know, starting to change minds. You saw Spike back on. Uh, Front runner take is what I'm calling them now, not first take. Front runner take. They had Spike back on with Stephen A. and Max Kellerman, so they're they're back on their Knicks bandwagon. Interesting. Man, yeah. That's yeah. Front runner Whatever. take, not first take. Front runner take, and and front uh, runner. Yeah. Listen, Spike. We'll, we'll Spike, we gotta have a conversation because I didn't <laughs> like that smear campaign you went on. Yeah. All right, we gotta have a combo. You gotta go. I got more of an issue with Max. You gotta go through. No, he's gotta go through some rope. Max is the one. Get back on the next bandwagon. Max is a faker, man. Max is the fake one, man. Yeah. Max is really the real. He's a faker. At least I know. At least I know Spike is a fan. Yeah. That's true. (laughs) He still gotta go through fan initiation again, though, because I didn't like that type of time he was on. But that's okay. Yes, we'll see how it goes out, man. We'll see how it plays out, you know, with Julius, uh, Julius's future, what the future holds for Julius. Let's see how it goes. So to everybody in the chat, once again, hit that thumbs up button for your squad. A couple more Super Chats came in. Salute to Alan Berman. He says, salute, bad loss, but we have to expect a few duds throughout the season. Second half was so ugly, you'd think Fizdale was on the sidelines. Ooh, that was a good one. Yeah, it was a tough one, man, tough one. Jeremy W. says, if quickly goes on for 11, that's not a good sign. He's the best shooter on the team. But he's going to have his off games. I, I agree with that. Big Surge says, yo, I'm on the case. So I think I think he might be on the line. We'll go to Sergio in a minute. Paul Robinson says, a point guard that can shoot. I think we have one of those hashtags start IQ. All right, all right. So let's see. Is, is Surge with us tonight? Is Surge with us tonight? No, he's not on the line. He just... He said he was on the case. I'm not sure what he's investigating. He might be investigating that Amari Spellman uh, fiasco, Jails, if you ask me. But uh, okay. I'm not sure, man. Angel from Philly, what's going on, man? Hey, what's going on, CP? How's everybody doing? Good, bro. How you doing? I'll be honest, man. I'm real upset. You know, we should have won this game. But before I get to my point, Ashley, you know, I was one of those people that, um, you know, was saying trade Randall, so I just got paid, so I'm willing to pay. So I just had to throw it out there. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but um, listen, man, you know, I'm not going to overreact to this game. You know, you can't win every game. We should have won, but I just don't understand how we were giving up so many threes. I mean, it looked like it was a mini Golden State Warriors out there. I mean, it was just making me so upset. Yeah. 
And then in the fourth quarter when we were down 10, I don't understand why do you wait until three, four minutes left in the game to put in R.J. Barrett, and I think he's our second-best player. And he had a relatively good game, I thought. So why not keep him in the game and we just see what happens? Now, the way we were giving up threes, I don't think we were going to win. But, you know, I'm just disappointed that we lost the game. I know we're better than that. And uh, it's just on to the next one, you know. I think we're going to be all right. Yeah. All right. Pre- appreciate the call, man. Definitely appreciate it. Yeah. Put, you know, putting RJ back in with like three minutes left game really wasn't, uh, you know, <clears throat> really wasn't within reach. Didn't really make sense at that point. You know, that was like an apology put back. Like, my <laughs> yeah, bad. that was like, my <laughs> bad. <bro>. Oops. <laughs> that was, yeah, that's exactly what that was. So, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see how they bounce back, man. Uh, Michael from Brooklyn. Michael, what's going on, man? Yo, what's up, bro? I just wanted to say that Tibbs is stubborn, and he, and yeah. this is the reason why I feel like if Quickly's not doing good in roles, Payne should play. And that's why I like starters and the bench, but he didn't put Payne in. And I thought Tibbs loved Payne, but now he didn't. RJ, <laughs> same thing. I don't know why he didn't put him in. And I always said this, but Tibbs needs to know the fourth quarter game plan because I feel like we had all fourth quarter lineup different from every single game. Uh, and that's what I wanted to say. Also, by the way, when Cincinnati kind of looks like Charlie Brown, the red face, <laughs> that's what I wanted to say. Love uh, the breakdown. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Michael. So how old are you? Know, you? Yeah, Michael, how, how old you? are you, man? I hung up? I'm yeah. 13, but I'm going I'm to turn 14, though. No doubt. Hey, okay, okay. Hey, man, now. Salute to you, man. Salute. Make, sure you do, make sure you do your homework, man. Don't worry about tips, man. Just make sure you get getting an Yeah, welcome to call anytime, man. Thanks for the call, bro. All right. All right, all right. Young, young Michael came in, you know what I mean? Laid down some gems. Exactly. You know, that, that's what's up, man. So we'll tips is Charlie right, Brown. Man. Tips is Charlie Brown. Day. That's and the tape. Every day. And exactly. he's roasting too, right? Salute yeah, exactly. Michael. Starting yeah. early. Yeah, man. Salute <laughs> to Michael, man. 13 and, and dropping jewels, man. That's what's up, bro. Mm-hmm. Salute to him. Salute to everybody in the chat. Once again, hit that thumbs up button for your squad. What's going on in ATL? Josh, what's going on, bro? Hey, how you doing, guys? Hope all is well. Um, Just wanted to uh quickly call in the uh, just share my uh, feelings on the game. I actually am surprised nobody said it. Um, I think the game was lost simply because of the bench. You can't shoot six to that. thirty-seven from the field. <laughs> That's sixteen percent. It's the NBA. Like, yeah. you know, you're not going to be anybody no matter who you're playing. But um, hopefully, they shake this off. I mean, we got to wait a long, you know, a long time until Sunday till we watch the team play again. But uh, I think they'll get it back going. I think they got uh, the T-Wolves Sunday, so hopefully we get a dub and, you know, get back on this win streak. Yeah, have a great one. Yeah, appreciate it, man. Yeah, we, we said that earlier, man. Yeah, Bench went 7-37 tonight. 7-37 tonight. So, obviously, that's not going to get it done. Um, Quickly and Rose, who who were the stars of that unit, combined themselves 2 for 22. 2 for 22. 0 for 5 from downtown yeah. between the two of them. You know Obi's not going to give you much. Corner boy Kev didn't play relevant minutes. Taj is not, you know, you're not expecting that from Taj. So Rose, Quickly, and Burks gave you a combined 5 for 31. Yeesh. 
and and that's just what it is. That's it, man. That's That's, that's that's just it. Yeah, that's just it. Brick City, Brick City. So, you know, it happens. And and again, with the Knicks being um, number one ranked defense in terms of effective field goal percentage, and the Magic being dead last, these these nights type of nights happen, man. These type of nights happen. Yeah, watch them go for like seventy five next game. Watch. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> These nights happen, man. So hopefully they bounce back against uh, a depleted T Wolves team as well. They lost D'Lo. D'Angelo Russell is out for them. So uh, and they're the worst team, one of the worst teams in the league. So hopefully they bounce back. Daniel from Jersey, what's going on, bro? Um, I'm a little upset with Uh-oh. Tom Thibodeau. I Uh-oh. mean, you pick Charlie Brown as a top ten pick. You get 12 minutes. I think that's ridiculous. Julius, I mean, um, Mitchell Robinson's out. Uh, MSD was talking about that small ball lineup. We know that Taj Gibson doesn't give us uh, interior defense. Let the man play. You, I know that you talked about his confidence being down. He was the Naismith player of the year, yeah. and now he's getting 12 minutes. Uh, when we picked Kevin Knox, we gave him so much confidence that he was shooting the ball out of, out of the lights. He wasn't giving for great efficiency, but he was scoring 14 points a game. He's not going to produce if he's not getting on the, uh, on, uh, the court. I think it's ridiculous that you pick a top 10 guy, especially a guy who's 22, and I understand that Julius Randle's going off this year, but you got to find some time for Obi Toppin. And I understand that he doesn't shoot well from three, but if you look at the past three games, he's actually hit uh, a three in each game, and he's gone uh, 42% over the last three games. I think he's proven that he can shoot out a little bit, and we got to find some time for him, especially that we have Derrick Rose and we have someone who can move the ball. I understand he looks like a deer in headlights, but that's because he's not getting the confidence. We're giving all that confidence to Julius, which is deserved, but I think Obi Toppin deserves more time, especially with uh, the pick that we put out for him. Yeah. So I, I'm just upset with Tibbs because he's going back to what he's always done. He's playing his veterans, and guys like um, Obi Toppin are not getting the time that they deserve with what assets we gave him. Uh, yeah, I hear you, bro. I think the the only way he's going to get more minutes is, is him and Julius playing together. And Tibbs is going to have to find those windows and, and test that out. Hopefully this, this week when they get back to practice, hopefully we see that more and see if they can gain some chemistry there. But that's the only way it's going to happen because yep. at the at the soonest sign of trouble, you're going to go back to your A1. You're going back to Julius. Yeah. So it, and, he's got to find And I mean – and, I mean, I think also, unfortunately for Obi, I mean, he really could have benefited from the summer league. Obviously, he didn't get it um, with everything going on. And now this is kind of a combination of his summer league and rookie season, kind of all meshed in one, and it sucks. But Tibbs has to be a little bit more co- considerate or, I guess, um, you know, a little bit more empathetic to the situation that, look, this kid didn't really get a traditional offseason. He didn't get the rookie experience that a lot of the guys on this team and other teams had. So you just kind of have to, you know, give him the room to grow and to learn and to make the mistakes. And you can't do that in practice. You can only do so much of that in practice. It's not the same as playing an NBA game. It's not the same pace. I mean, he has to understand that the only way to really see his development and to see if this is the kid that you should have drafted if this is the guy that's going to be able to be part of this franchise in the future, you got to let him play. you got to give him the minutes yeah. 
to kind of grow and to learn and to even, you know, just to be in the mix of things. And him not doing it is hindering his development because there's no way that you can recreate the movements and the pace and the, you know, aggression and, and just all the aspects of an NBA game in the offseason, in practices, and it's going to really hurt him um, as a player and player development. And he's supposed to be NBA ready, and maybe he would have if he had a traditional rookie experience like with the summer league, and he didn't. So Tibbs has to understand that and has to start to adjust accordingly because the way he's going about it now, Obi's never going to be ready. It's just not going to happen. Yeah, I think he's afraid of wearing Julius Randle out too because for it to work, Randle will have to be the five, and Obi has to be the four. And against some of these guys like uh, like um, like the, the Hawks, who do we play in the Hawks? Um, Collins, we they had Collins out there. Capella was out there, but they yeah. had Collins and uh, Okongu as well. Yeah, you know, Collins, Okongu. When Obi was out there, he was getting torched by Gallo. Like some of these matchups are like weird for him at the fourth. He stretch four, so guys are quicker. And then some of these bigger guys would would like Bobby. wear down Randall after you know the, the amount of minutes he plays. So I, I feel like Tibbs is just afraid to you know to like get torched on a defensive end by the rebounding and by the the speed and by the physicality of these big men, especially the way the way he's playing around all these minutes. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And, and Ash, you're right, too. He, he should be lenient with him, but he's trying to win. They're 14 Listen. and 16 right now. And, and, and if that's the training wheels, they, he's not tipsy and going with the training wheels. You got to be ready to roll. Listen, and if that's the case, that's fine. But if, you know, you're trying to win and you can't, you know, go ahead and kind of baby OB and kind of ease him in and training wheels him in, if you will – then send him to the G League. Give him actual playing time. Give him actual minutes. I mean, if you're just not if you're not going to go ahead and give him the minutes in the actual, you know, on the actual team because you're trying to go ahead and make a playoff push, totally understandable. You know, Randall's a vet. He's been here before. He knows what he's doing. That's absolutely okay. Send Obi to the G League where he can develop as a player and as you're watching the film on him, as he's starting to grow, bring him back. But doing it like this, you're not helping him. Work. You're only hurting him. Yeah. And also you're only hurting the team and what their future is going to look like because if Randall does end up leaving and if you do end up trading him to get another player um you're going to have Obi in a situation in multiple rotations that he cannot perform in because he never had the opportunity to go ahead and get those minutes in so you have to figure out what you want to do with him it's no problem you know sending your draft pick to the G League there's nothing wrong with that but you got to give him the opportunity to play this is not the way to develop him it's not going to work that's, that's, that's a fact, man. It's, it's a, a rock and a hard place. It's a rock and a hard place. Because G League, like, it's not even like last year's G League, right? Like, you have the COVID protocol stuff, but it's not like you can, like, send them up, bring them down, and bring them back up like you used to, like, for some of these guys. It's like, if you're down, you're down. You're in the bubble. You're locked in. And it's like, even if we do send, like, if we send them down, then we have no backup power forward, and that's, like, a whole other problem. Well, I do think that there's a window. I don't know what the exact window is, but I do think even in the bubble scenario, I think there is a window that if you want to go ahead and pull a player out of the G League, you can. Obviously, they would have to go through COVID protocol, and you can't get them right back, like, for the next game. It yeah. would have to be a two-week, you know, period, or they have you would have a one-week period, I think it is, in the NBA, and you have to clear multiple COVID tests. So it's not like he's stuck there if you want him. But it is giving him a it is giving an opportunity to develop. And if you did want to bring him out, obviously you would have to make that decision, you know, 
prior, you can't, you couldn't do it like the next game. You can go ahead and bring him, but he's not stuck there. It's not a black hole. You can get him back, but figure out what you want to do with him. It's get just him, what you're doing is not fair. Get get him some reps. Let's hear from Ryan from Albany, man. Ryan, what do you think about this Obi situation, man? What, what do you think? How, how do you think Tibbs proceeds with this? Oh man, it's it's tough with Obi, man. He, um, you know, we got Randall's playing well, so you know he's. He's, he's sitting behind. He's sitting behind Randall. I think Obi. I've been watching him. I think he needs to really work on his his off the ball movement. Um, I kind of see him. He he doesn't. He gets a little frustrated when he's not getting the ball, and I don't think he quite knows when to when to cut to the basket. He's calling for alley oops when quickly and Rose have the ball back at half court still. Um, but you know, I think like like Ashley was saying, he needs to just. I don't really know, man. It's tough. He's, tough he's playing it behind Randall. And uh, like JL just said, if we if we bump him down to the center spot, um, he's going to be tired out on the defensive end trying to battle with some of those guys. So, um, you know, I think at this point we need to, <laughs> you know, like we don't want to send him to the G League and admit that maybe we we made the wrong pick in the draft. But I think that's our only option is just get him some reps. You know? Yeah. See, yeah. I don't think. Um, I don't think sending him to the G League means you made a mistake, though. I just the, think it means you can't the, utilize him in your rotations right now. Yeah, but the thing is, though, like, see, when you get when you get drafted as a premier pick, as a lottery pick, that G League stuff that could kill a kid's psyche. That could kill a kid's. It's very. It's a very tenuous situation. Like, it's it's a very hard call for for organizations to make. Every team doesn't do it that way. You know what I'm saying? It's a very hard call. And then on top of that, some coaches. See, as Tibbs, Tibbs is one of those guys, even though he say, he says he embraces the G League, he also feels like you could get player development from sitting and watching as well. So it's, oh. he, different coaches have different philosophies. I, I don't I don't know if it's as cut and dry as saying just send him, you know, no. a, a top lottery pick like that. I I just think, listen, if this were a, regu- if this were a regular NBA mm-hmm. season and Obi had the summer, he had the summer league and he, you know, he had training camp, a full training camp, you know, the off season – and we were in this situation, I'd say, oh, we got to play through. He's got to figure it out. He's had enough time to go ahead and kind of get those reps in. You know, you had your preseason games. You had a full preseason. This would be a totally different conversation. But it's not. This is a season unlike any other. And you have a rookie who, yes, on paper was supposed to be NBA ready. But he's not. And we're he not only is he not right now, but then he was hurt. So you have a different situation. You have, you're in the middle of a COVID season. You can't utilize him the way that you want to you don't plan on utilizing him at all you're not giving him the minutes so it's not even like you're giving him the minutes and he's just not really figuring it out you're not giving him the time so if you're not going to give him the time because you don't want to mess up your rotation and you're winning with Julius Randle and that's where you're that's the kind of train that you are riding that's fine but you got to develop him somewhere else and you can't have him sitting on the bench watching Julius Randle play like it's a 2k video game like you can't do that he's not going to learn he's <laughs> gotta get the reps in this is not 2k he cannot learn like that it doesn't work like that it's not going to be good let, let, let's get uh let's get ryan's points on on randall tonight because he called in to talk about julie so ryan go ahead bro yeah you know i i, I basically so I, I was on the i was on i was with you cp um beginning of the year i was kind of like listen we got ob in um randall randall was turning into an asset you know after the first 10 15 games and uh you know, I wanted to uh, I wanted to see us get you know get him in a trade for you know either a wing 
or obviously a point guard. Uh, but now with with him playing the way he's playing, you know, um, I, I you know I'm still kind of we we need him. I, I kind of want things to stay the way they are this year. Um, we have we have a healthy team. We have a healthy culture. We have all of our um, you know we have our trade uh, assets, um, and we're all set with our draft picks. Um, but I when I when I take a look at kind of like our long term situation, uh, I you know we we kind of need to get rid of Randall at some point or Barrett. And so my, my outlook at it, wow. on it is in the NBA right now, the teams that are winning, they either have two or three studs that are getting them at least to the conference finals and in that, that championship talk. Mm-hmm. And right now with Barrett and Randall, I just don't see those two being the guys that are going to get us there. So I look at it as long-term, we need to either sign Randall and give him the money but if we do that, we have to take a look at Barrett, who I think we're grooming to be our franchise guy, who I think is definitely one of the pieces that we'll have uh, for our championship team. Uh, and if we have Barrett, I think at some point we're going to look to upgrade Randall to, I guess, another level of a star, you know. I um, right. So I think when, when Ari calls and he's talking about trading Randall, I don't think necessarily this year we need to get rid of Randall, but I think at some point we're going to need to upgrade Randall uh, to to like a, a higher level star yeah. to be in that Eastern I hear, I hear that, I hear that bro. I appreciate the call, but like you can't just build a championship team in three moves. You know what I'm saying? Everything is a gradual step, and that's the draft picks you're bringing in. That's the players that you have now and into the future, and how those players come together. You know, some some people are gonna get shipped out. Right, they have all these draft picks coming in. Some might not get drafted. Some might get drafted and, and get traded later. Maybe RJ gets traded down the road. Who knows? We don't know. But yeah, I I don't I, think you can just make that call right now. Yeah, I think that's the thing. You, know, you can't. The people people take a minute to develop, man. Like that's the thing about the yeah. NBA. You just don't know how fast or when it's going to happen. Like Old Depot started developing year seven. You know, yeah. like. Yeah. Then it was like, oh, he's a big superstar before his leg got hurt. Like, so these, there's guys here is year two or three people are calling a bust or, you know, can't make it. And you just maybe need to wait. And that's why, that's why I even feel like you can't just make that decision on even Randall or Obi right now because you just don't know. Yeah, and Randall is, see how it plays out. Yeah. That's Randall is close to his prime right now. So it can, yeah. he can be another level next year. You don't know that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and I also just like, I hate this conversation about you have to move Randall or you have to move Barrett. You don't have to do anything. I mean, if this was a different type of team, again, we have this conversation often. If this was a different type of team that was making a championship run, if this was a team that, you know, had to win and had to win right now, I'd say, look, you got to make the moves you got to make because your window is your window's short. Yeah. But it's not yeah. short. It's really just beginning it's to just open. Starting. It's, just starting. it's really just starting. And, yeah. I mean, trading Barrett, he's 20 years old. Like, are you yeah, crazy? Yeah, crazy. We're only, yeah. we're only starting to see glimmers of the type of player that he could be. Julius Randle's been in this league for, what, six, seven years and is now – finally starting to look like the guy that we've always wanted to see. So, yes, there may be a time that we have to move somebody, and that somebody more than likely will be will be Julius Randle. But 
that moment is not here. And I hate when we have these premature conversations because I feel like it's so problematic and just so detrimental to what we're trying to do in New York. And that is build a culture of winning. That is build a team that finally people, premier superstars in the NBA, want to play for. We're finally building a team that people don't laugh at anymore, that people say, oh, you're going to play the Knicks? That's going to be an easy win. It's not an easy win anymore. Now when you come to New York and when you have to play the Knicks, you're going to get a fight for the most part. And, yes, it's going to be inconsistent, and it's not always going to be pretty. And there are going to be games like tonight where we're like, damn, how come we didn't get that win? This team had nothing on us. But the fact of the matter is, is that we're heading in the right direction. And any move that you make right now, three months from now, six months from now, is going to drastically affect where this team is next season, the season after that, and you cannot make any move quicker than you actually need to make it because every move counts. At this point in the game, every single move counts. Now we're rebuilding for real, for real. So everybody needs to relax and just trust the process and watch it happen. Lady Knicks fan TV is on fire tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Throw some fives in the chat right now. (laughs) Throw some fives in the chat right now. We could have ended the show just on those bars right there. That was fire. That was fire, man. Nothing else to say, man. I I, I agree wholeheartedly. You can't can't make any rush moves. Got to let the thing cook and and simmer down and simmer a little bit. All right, a couple more calls before we um, wrap up. Let's go down to Florida. Brody's checking in. Brody, how you feeling, bro? Um... I'm I'm feeling good. Um, salute um salute to you, Jay Ellis and um Ashley and okay. um everyone in the chat. Um, thanks for having me on the show. I I want to share some thoughts on um what you guys were talking about. Uh, future possible future moves for the Knicks and um mm-hmm. um what what just transpired in um our game against Orlando tonight. Mm-hmm. Um. Um, so tonight, I think um, we definitely had some sloppy passing and decision making, and um, I think the culprits for that were um, Reggie Bullock, um, Alec Burks, and um, Taj Gibson. I saw Bullock make um, a couple of sloppy passes mm-hmm. um, during the game, like one slipped out of his hands, and um, just just bad decisions and terrible passes from them. Um, I think. After the first half, um, we had some shooting lows, and um, we really cooled off after the first half. And um, I think especially the second unit, because the second unit did did not shoot well at all. Derek Rose and Emmanuel quickly. Yeah. Um, IQ was 0 for 11. Um, 1 for 11 tonight. Um, sorry. Um, sure. he, he was He was – he had an off night, and um, – so, so did Zero. So our our second unit usually gives us um, that um, scoring spark, but um, our second unit was nowhere to be found tonight. Uh, I also thought we lacked um, um, defensive tenacity and um, energy. Um, um, it looked like we, we were really tired after the first half. And um, as Tid said early in the season, we need to play quality basketball um, all 48 minutes, all four quarters. Yep. And I think everything just started to fall apart in the third. Um, and I also think Tibbs' rotation had a had a, a very detrimental impact on us during this game. 
Um, I think some, as um, you guys said and another caller said, um, subbing RJ and Alfred Payton out in the fourth quarter was a bad deci- decision, yeah. in my opinion, because um, I, R- RJ was having a great game, and um, and uh, so was Alfred Payton. And yeah. I, I just, I think, I think that. Uh, all right, that, all, all good, um, man. All I mean, good. Yo, yo, Brody, let me ask you, man. How, how, how old are you, bro? Those, these are some good takes, man. How old are you, man? Um, thirteen. Wow, well, okay. thirteen year olds. All right, no doubt, man. Pre- appreciate this, the call, man. Sound there's no school this week. Kids are off. Of there school must this be week. no school this week. Nah, they had it all. Yeah. <laughs> Sound analysis from Brody, and thanks for the super chat, man. He, he dropped some Skriller tonight, man. So he yeah, got salute. his points across. Mm-hmm. So appreciate appreciate you, Brody. Now down in uh in Florida, he's in the chat on the B Sun O Seven. So Brody's in here dropping dimes. Michael's in here dropping jewels. So all right. the k- kids are weighing in, man. Younger generation in here, no doubt. I love it. No doubt, no doubt. And Naomi Osaka got her first set. Just keeping you guys up. First one goes to her. That's who Serena's okay. playing. That's who she's Serena's playing. Oh, first. Whoa! Oh, you didn't tell me that. You whoa! You didn't say that. You left that detail out. Wait, time out. I told you before the show. You said, oh, you said support playing. the women. You didn't you say Serena. Yes, I said. I said. I said Osaka and Serena in the semi. Oh, I, I missed that, that part. That's I, different. That's yeah. That's a battle. Yeah. No, yes. I gotta watch that after this. That's okay. one. The first set just went to her. So oh, that's wow. different. You just said. You just said Serena support, was playing. No, yeah. I said that. You guys you said support the women. You guys Serena. Just don't listen to me. I said Serena and Osaka in the semifinals. Oh, you guys. Wow. Yeah, I didn't hear that. Okay. I didn't hear that. Right, yeah, no, definitely gonna get to that, man. So to everybody in the chat once again, hit that <laughs> thumbs up button. <laughs> We're talking about Bang. the Australian Open. <laughs> Throw your uh, and and now people are, people are, are are putting their bets in the chat. Throw your cities in the chat, man. Let us know where you guys are, are checking in from. Throw your cities in the chat. We'll shout you guys out. And um, who else? We got a couple super chats in here as well. So to everybody who dropped a few. Uh, sw- uh, above the rim says switch Obi to the four and let Randall build his confidence. I'm tired of Obi passing the ball to Noel to shoot when he can just take the shot. Yeah, he's a little too passive, man. He's got to get aggressive with the rock, but I-, I think it'll come. LP says Taj needs to stop shooting threes. <laughs> Love the show, guys. I only saw Taj only shot one from the corner. I'm sorry. Right, let, let him take it. Yeah, let him cook, man. He just got here. He just got back. Yeah. Eric Castro says, super frustrated with Tibbs. How many more threes do Bullock and Burke have to miss before corner boy Kev gets some minutes? Peyton and Nine God should have played a lot more. Okay. All right, cool. All right. Um, here's where we're going to go. We're going to go two more and then wrap. Let's go to Jay from Florida. Jay, how you feeling, bro? Yeah, yeah run it up for your boys. Hit that like button, hit that subscribe button Facts. as always. Facts. Run it up for the team. My thing is, you got we we supposed to be in the middle of a rebuild. If this is the problem when you got an old school coach like Tiz, stubborn, don't want to listen to nobody, just wanna do his own thing. Alec Burks and Peyton and all these cast as journeymen for a reason. You have your nice twenty year old lottery pick on the bench, Knox. You got your twenty two year old lottery pick on the bench, Obi Toppin. Granted, Obi Toppin is not the brightest NBA player at this point. His IQ, you can tell, is not really that hot. But you got to develop him. you got to put trust in these kids. They're there for the long haul. Burks and, and all these cats are, are journeymen, right? So when I go back to my rebuilding point, 
right? The draft is in June. We got these two lottery picks in June. We got to make a decision on what we're doing this June because we'll be minus two more assets. Either we make these mediocre picks or we trade them for something in June, right? We got to make a decision. It's not going to work out. We got to figure out if we're going to go with a real rebuild, going with kids and, and, and blue, blue chip prospects, or we're going to go trade for a star. It's got to happen this year. After this year, like I always mentioned, we're going to have two less picks. These people want – these teams want a lot of picks for these superstars, right? There's no real freeze until until 2023. We got to figure it out. But like I said, Tim is a is a stubborn old man. He want to play his best. He don't want to develop the kids. He don't want to give the kids minutes. It's going to be a downfall. In five years, let's see where we at. I don't want to be mediocre San Antonio Spurs or Orlando Magic. I want to be a real team like my man said on the phone. We got to get a real superstar that's a bucket getter. Randall's cool. But he ain't no Paul George, Joe, uh, uh, James Harden, and them bucket getters that can get you two points if you really need it. She's cool, but he's not it. I'm gone. <laughs> All right, Jay. Let's give him some time, man, before so he can prove it, man. But that last couple of games, he's been on the money. You know, yeah. Randall's, Randall's been on the money. Um, I just think with Tibbs, man, with the kids, it's like you got to be ready to roll. It's yeah. <laughs> day one. You, you got to gotta be ready today. Today, today. And, and, and that, you know, that, that development is going to come along from the bench. That's how I'm seeing it with Tibbs is that he, he's ready to win. He wants to win right now. And, and those that are going to contribute to the winning are going to get the playing time. This is why IQ has jumped over Obi. And, mm-hmm. and, why, and why his playing time was never going to go anywhere, even with the Rose acquisition, because you, you need IQ, his offense, his four general capabilities, yeah. you know what I mean, his, his savviness in drawing yeah. fouls. You need that. So that yeah. IQ's in the rotation. Obi, Obi's going to have to figure it out, man. In the limited minutes that he has, he's he's going to have to make plays. Yeah, he's definitely going to have to make plays. Though. He might have to wait till an opportunity. Someone might have to go down to, I don't know. Yeah. I don't want to say it like that. but right. Because right. <laughs> you, you want everybody to be healthy, but that's the only way he's really going to get any minutes. And um, also, Tom has to trust what he's seen, like I said, because there's a few times when, when Obi had it going and he took him out. And he's like, let the boy rock. Yeah. Let the boy rock. He see he's showing improvement. Let him see what he can do when he's hyped up and making shots. But he has to trust what he sees as well, you know? True. True indeed. True indeed. Um, in the chat, we have Raul checking in from Japan. Okay. So, she, you know where she's going in this tennis matchup, Ash. All right. One time for yeah. Osaka. Yeah. That, that's a fact. That's a fact. So, she's in there with the Japanese. Um, we have STG Nick checking in from New Rochelle. Courtney Burke, Sixborough. Uh, Long Island, Rodney Sannon checking in from Brooklyn, Frank Matos, West Palm, what's going on? So to Brian Bays in Brick City, New Jersey, Class Initials, Las Vegas, how you feeling? Um, Ashley, you want to shout out in, in the chat tonight? Um, first of all, I'm put a hash, well, type the name of the person who you think is going to win the Australian Open. Give me a Serena, give me a Naomi, I want to know your thoughts. But um, shout out to everybody giving me the fire emojis for my little mic drop, um, little monologue that I did. And um, just shout out to everybody rocking with us. I know it's always hard to kind of come in and keep it positive, you know, after a loss, especially when we should have gotten the win. So I just appreciate everybody who's in here tonight. And don't forget to hit the like button for us, please. Amen. And thank you. Shout out Iller in here, checking mm-hmm. out, checking in from T. Dead, the hype bed style. JL, so you want to shout out, bro? Uh, man, shout out to Ari. Shout out to Kevin K. Junior Karoma. Uh, Mr. Rivera, shout out to you. I think. Roll up. Did I, did I see my guy? I think I saw my guy in here earlier. Shout out to Jeffrey Vasquez. Did I see? Did, 
Yo, shout out to my boy Rodney Sannon. Did I see my boy in there? Did I see? Did I see Young Sum in the chat today? Uh, I see. <laughs> I see Young Sum. There you I know I saw him. I know him. I was waiting. All right. Yeah. Shout out to everybody else who supports the other show. No doubt, you. man. And right. salute to uh, salute to Paul P as well. All right, man. Let, let's wrap it up. The closing in the building, ladies and gentlemen. Jay Boogie, give us some thoughts on this game, bro. Yo, shout out to the team, man, the whole wave, everybody repping the orange and blue, man. Shout out to everybody that, you know what I'm saying, that sticks around when the times are tough and never leave us and try to come back, you know what I'm saying? I salute to everybody, man. 17 minutes ago, I was real heated and hot. This is why I was heated and hot. Mm-hmm. The problem is, it's okay for us to lose a game, man. But when we lose a game, man, too many people start start talking about trades and yeah. sending this person and that person. We won't even talk about OB going to no G League the last three games. So how of a sudden we just lose one game and we talk about sending this man to the G League. You don't send a, a, a college player of the year to the G League. You don't send a lottery pick to the J to the G League, especially not in their first year. The only people that go to the G League is people that's on their way out the league and the people that don't get picked and is trying to make it to the league. You'll crush that man whole whole basketball game. You send him to the G League. It's not his fault that Julius right now is doing things that we never thought he would do, you know what I'm saying? So being that Julius is doing things, you know what I'm saying, out, out, of, the, out of this world, he got to sit there and learn and wait until his time comes, you know what I'm saying? Keep watching, keep studying, and keep staying with a positive attitude, and when the time comes, he got to be ready to play, you know what I'm saying? He tried to met the five, and he did try to bang with that dude, and he got a block, you know what I'm saying? So he's ready when his time is, when his time is called, but you just can't give up on somebody like that and say send him to the G League, you know, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He just he he just in a wrong situation. That's an office problem from believing not knowing what Julius was gonna become and yeah. picking that man at the eighth slot. Yeah. That's the office thing. And sooner or later we gonna work it out. But when we lose a game, man, and we can't just start just wanting to trade people and, and get rid of people and all that. This is a learning this is a learning situation for us for for us tonight. Just like any other time when we lost to Miami. The, um, a week and a half ago. Those were learning situations. Those are building situations, man. Not no give up situation, you know what I'm saying? And we lost this game tonight way in the second half because the second unit didn't even come in and do nothing when we was up by 11. But we can't blame them because they've been giving us all this good time, you know what I'm saying, since Rose got there, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes things like that is going to happen, man. But when it happens, you still got to stay together like nothing happened, man. That's the most important thing is sticking together through the toughest time. That's what's going to make a better team. That's what's going to make a better locker room. That's what's going to make a better organization. And that's what's going to make the Knicks fans stay even more loyal to them, you know what I'm saying, and not run out on them like some of these guys that's trying to make their way back, man. So just be patient with everything that's going on. Just be patient with our wins and losses. Get patient with our, our learners and our not learners, you know what I'm saying. Be patient with the ones who ain't getting no playing time, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying. When they do get playing time, they know what to do, you know what I'm saying. So, you know, Tom got his own own 
vision of what he want to do, you know what I'm saying? Even though it, it might not, you might not like what's going on, but it is what it is, and you got to accept it. He still got us to hear, yeah, I know I wanted to get to the fourth spot, but it didn't happen. That's okay. We go back. We rebuild. Ain't, ain't no off tomorrow. We go into practice. We working on getting ready for the next game Sunday, man. But stop, you know, trying to, you know what I'm saying, Get rid of people, and, and, and when we take an L, man, that that bothers me, man. I, we don't need nobody, nobody right now at all, man. We're going all the way through this whole season with what we got. We ain't getting rid of nobody that's on our team unless it's somebody like Rivers, unless it's somebody like Frank. Everybody else going to stick around, you know what I'm saying? So everybody else, man, just chill and be easy, man. And we see y'all back Sunday, man. Have a great night. And normal, she, normal, um, this girl, she beat Serena again. Two, two to one in the second set. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> she got to play the young people. But until it's your time, you can't get in. You know what I'm saying? So blessings and blessings, man. <laughs> Even throws the tennis analogy in there at the end to wrap it all up. Jay Boogie, ladies and gentlemen. Fives in the chat. Five oh, star. He said we can't, we can't bail on each other, man. We gotta keep it together. We'll see. I don't I don't think I mean I, I understand what he's saying in terms of the draft picks and you don't you don't send your, your draft pick yeah. into the league. NBA they just don't use it like that in the NBA. They don't usually do it, and I don't think sending him there would be bailing on him. I think, if anything, it's it's believing in his development and believing that he can be the player that we want him to be, but also not being selfish. in the. It's almost, you know what it is? It's not being selfish in the fact that you know right now you can't, you don't, you can't give him what he needs to grow. So it's almost like a selfless act of love, if you will. You know you can't do something for someone, but you send them someplace where they can grow and get better. And then when they come back, you're ready to pick up where you left off. So I don't necessarily think it would be a slap in the face. I think if you explain it the way that I explain it to him, that, like, look, right now Randall's the one who's balling. Randall is the captain of this ship. You're going to be the captain of this ship one day, but it's not going to be today. And I can't do what you need I can't do for you what you need to get to become the captain of the ship here, but you can do it someplace else. Don't think that's a bad thing, especially with where the season is right now, what the season looked like before, you know, the off season. So I think it really just depends. If you want to continue playing him the bare minimum, and let's not ask with the G League. I don't know how many games you guys have watched, but they're balling the G League. Sometimes a little bit better than the NBA games that I've been watching. So I just feel like, if you, it just depends. It depends. The only okay, problem is, though, is that, um, as JL said, you, you lose your depth at the four, too. You do? When you that's trade. that's, you know that's I mean? another issue. You literally have nothing. You don't want Kev. Yeah. I mean, Kev's not going to give you much at the four, either. That's, yeah. the, that's the only issue, though. I guess I'm just, I'm really just concerned because it doesn't look like Tibbs is budging when it comes to Obi and I'm. I don't think. Listen, Obi's a New Yorker. He's his spirit's not going to be crushed going to the G League. He'll be all right. He's made for this. This is not his first. You know, I think he has it in him to kind of, you know, ignore it and just kind of focus on the end task. So I'm not worried about his confidence. I am worried about his development, and I just feel like. Tibbs is not budging. He's not giving him the minutes that he needs to grow. And I don't see that changing, especially as Randall continues to be on this trajectory. He's only getting better. Randall's only getting better. I mean, he'll have games where he's not the best, but he seems to only be getting better. So where does that leave Obi in the grand scheme of things? And that is my concern. In the grand scheme of things, this conversation is going to be here and present for the next couple of years, man. JLs, what do you think about it before we sign out? Nah, that's that's a fact. That's the that the gift is the gift of Randall playing better is 
Randall is playing better. New York has relevance right now. Um, there's a, a feel-good feeling with this team, and we just look better as an organization. Uh, the bad is, well, if there is any bad, the the down part is Obi. What do you do with Obi? Like he still needs minutes. Um, he still needs opportunities, and he might not get all the opportunities he wants. We need this year. It might have to be next year, or we might have to we have to might have to decide down the road how we're going to um handle that situation whether they can play together or or what but it's it's going to be like this all year man it's going to be like this all year and kind of like ashley i knew i know what ash was going he she just wants him to get reps in that's, yeah, that's really what it is it's, it's not about punishment it's not like your 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 four-year-old going the corner she just knows that to get better you need reps and that's all it's that's all it's about but it, it's just hard right now it's just hard to do that right now i know there's a stigma about putting guys in the G League in general, but he needs reps somehow. So I don't know. It's going to be an ongoing question. It's going to be ongoing, man. What do you guys think in the chat? Leave us a comment. Well, great show. Great show despite the loss. Uh, Productive show. Uh, JLs, go ahead and sign out, bro. All right, man. As usual, you can listen to the KLT show on all audio platforms. That is iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, etc., etc. Also, subscribe to the channel at youtube.com slash Show if you want to hear and watch some of the YouTube uh, shows that we put on. And also, check out the blog, too, at nicktimeshow.com. Check out our writers. We got Fritz. We got Rob. We got Mikey. We got everybody contributing, so definitely check that out. And cop some merch as well. Thanks for people who check out the, got the merch as well. That is all. At the As usual, you guys can follow me on social media, Instagram and Twitter at Ashley Nicole Moss. Make sure you subscribe to my YouTube channel, All In with Ashley Nicole, and just keep a lookout for seeing CP and I are working on something really dope for you. Um, I know I keep saying it, but it is coming. Don't worry. A few you have been tweeting me like, "What Spike is the leaves? Are we coming though? Like the leaves, but yeah, we. You guys keep tweeting me. What is this thing you keep talking about? It is happening. Just give me some. Give us some time. We will let you know very, very soon. And um, we'll see you guys on Sunday. Sunday night, Knicks versus Timberwolves. And so to everybody in the chat once again, hit that thumbs up button for your squad. Tough night, man. One hundred seven eighty nine. Knicks go down. In Orlando, no magic for the for the squad, but Julius came the ball, 25 points, seven rebounds. Great game by Julius once again. Knicks 14 and 16 on the campaign. Uh, a couple days off, so a couple days off to rest, to practice, and then back at it on Sunday uh, with the Timberwolves. So uh, yeah, we got a we got a gap in between then. Um, we'll, we'll probably you know throw a couple of joints up on the channel in between now and then so keep it locked Knicks Fan TV of course check out KnicksFanTV.com for the latest news and, and blog posts by our squad as well and um, let me just double check make sure I didn't miss any super chats like I did the last time um, what we got Christopher Blake appreciate you he, he says uh, we drafted Obi with the intention to trade Randall no one can convince me otherwise Randall showed out and no, now we are stuck with a situation Obi was drafted to start. We don't know if he's ready. It's going to be tough, man. Going to be tough. Uh, above the rim said, stop the Obi slander. Yo-yo fans, get off the wagon. Obi is smart enough to figure it out. Had one great stance on D today in the post. And B-Sun, appreciate the super chat. That was uh, Brody down in Florida. Salute to all the kids who called in as well. Appreciate all the takes. And, um... From the last show, I have missed a couple of Super Chats, so just want to say thank you to uh, David Lynch, Messiah Mack, King Deej, Paul Robinson, 
Stephen Paragallo, Paul Robinson, Larry Israel, Dante Pipersburg, Chuck D. Appreciate it. Above the Rim, Michael Parker, One Dre's 98, Ari, uh, Big Surge, Cuisine Kings, K. Marco. Appreciate all that for Super Chat. Sometimes you forget, man. So it is what it is. Definitely appreciate everybody for supporting. Let's get those likes up. Hit that thumbs up button one more time for your squad. And uh, we'll see you Sunday, man. Knicks versus Timberwolves.